Hey friend, we're Lisa Lord and Sarah Jacobson, and this is the Christian Business Breakdown, a podcast for faith-led coaches, course creators, and creatives to start, build, and scale their business, all without second-guessing their every move. We're former teachers turned business owners who finally broke down and ditched trying to run our businesses the way everyone said we should. If you're ready to become the expert in your business without trying to do all the things, then you're in the right place. Join us each week as we equip you with the tools and skills you need to be an empowered CEO, discerning the best strategies to maximize impact and income for your unique business, and even have a little fun along the way. We love practical business strategies, Jesus, and keeping it real. It's time to break it down. I started playing piano when I was five years old. I always wanted to do what my older sister was doing, and she was playing piano, and so I wanted to play piano too. So I started when I was five. And the other thing that I always loved growing up was teaching. I was always teaching other people things. I taught Sunday school at my church, and I just loved to teach. So when I got to college, I actually received a large music scholarship to play piano for our college choir. I took um, classes on how to be able to teach piano because why not marry the two things that I love to do? Teaching. Bring them together. That's right. Teaching and piano because it seemed like a great fit. But here's the thing. The reality was... While I was a great teacher and I did that for a long time, I was actually terrible at teaching piano. I have a hard time believing that. but It's really true. I'm not just like false humility, but I really was bad at teaching piano. And here's why. Because I had forgotten what it was like not to know how to play. It was so much a part of me that I couldn't explain to someone else because music and notes and playing the piano just comes from within. And there's so many times when you look at those situations and you're like, oh, why, why don't you know how to do that? Like, why can't you do this? Like, it's so imp- simple. It's so stupid. It's so easy. And I think there's so often that we do that with other things. We demean things in our head because we're like, duh, doesn't everybody know how to do that? Right. So I tried teaching a few students and I truly was terrible at it. And the reality was I didn't enjoy it. I didn't feel like I was doing a good job. I didn't like taking their money because I thought that I wasn't very good at it. So I had to stop. I could have forced my way to make money teaching piano, but I would have been miserable the entire time. And I probably wouldn't have very many students either. (laughs) So (laughs) instead, what I do now is I teach people other things that I actually enjoy teaching. And I love playing piano for choir concerts or for hymns at Bible study. Like that's my sweet spot. And I love doing it. And if you need a player for in a pinch for like a hymn sing, then I'm your girl. That is awesome. It's so funny. I, you know, I didn't know that about you and that's we're, we're continuing to learn things about each other, but the fact that you're able to identify that and to realize that this is not, it, it is what I'm good at. It's two things that I'm really good at, but somehow those two things don't necessarily come together. So you really do have to know what your sweet spot is. And it's, it becomes the difference between fighting an uphill battle of trying to force something that I love to do. And you can have that battle every time you go to work. Or you can figure out what your real sweet spot is, what you actually love doing, and then just have so much fun doing it. Yes. And you can't afford to ignore the gifts that God's given you, the abilities that he's given to you. And you. sometimes we can underestimate what we're good at, or we don't even realize it. There have been plenty of things that so often when things come naturally to us, we don't realize they don't come naturally to everybody. Absolutely. So for example, one of my clients is an amazing networker. She is so 
gifted. I don't think it's something she's learned. I think she's just gifted with it. Right. That she is so skilled at bringing people together, building community, and then caring for that community. But when we first started working together, she didn't realize that was unique for her. She never would have identified hey, I'm actually really good at building community. Well, and for me, I mean, I, I would rather have my teeth pulled out than to spend a lot of time in a Facebook group. Like right. that is something that is a necessary evil for me. But even now I don't have a Facebook group because I just, I'm not good at it and it's wasting my time and energy. I need to put that time and energy into something else. And there, there is in business always going to be some things that we aren't good at that we do need to learn how to do. Right. Yes. You can't just be like, oh, I'm only good at these three things. So I'm only going to do those three things. There are a lot of things you have to push through when you are a business owner. So for sure. But when you're working in your gifting, things are just so much easier Absolutely. and it's so much better. Absolutely. And I would also say in addition that you can't underestimate the power of your testimony and your story and the gifts that you have. I love Revelation 12, 11. It talks about how the saints in the end overcome Satan by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. That being in your business and telling people, this is my sweet spot. For us, teaching is our sweet spot. To have that and share our ups and downs and, and hurts in teaching, that can be a great asset in our business too. And we should be using that as well. And the most beautiful thing about your testimony is that no one can refute it. That's right. Because it's personal. And that's such a great way to share the gospel is by sharing your testimony because it's non-threatening because it's like, this is what happened to me. This is my experience. This is what I have seen and heard and experienced. And therefore you are telling your story and people can't be like, well, no, that didn't happen to you. And you're like, yeah, it did. So we can use that in our businesses as well. And that is such a huge thing. There is really a cost when you don't have your sweet spot and you're not using that testimony and you're trying to push the rock uphill because you're fighting that battle of not being in your sweet spot. And when we're out of alignment with what our sweet spot is, it's going to be painful in your oh. business. We've all been to that place where it's like you're doing something, you're trying to push something, and it is not working. Now, granted, again, you sometimes still have to push the rock up the hill. Yes. Like not everything is going to be easy. But when you're in that icky spot of like this, this is not me. This is not it's not just learning a new skill because we need to be open to learning new skills. It is just like you are you are coming at it from a place that is not where your sweet spot is. So you need to be operating in the sweet spot. And then obviously you're learning things outside of that sweet spot, but you are not operating completely outside of that. So what do you think that looks like in your business when you are not working in your sweet spot? You, your, your clients are going to notice. Your clients are going to notice your business is going to tank. You're not going to get the clients you want. You might you might be getting, even this, you might be getting clients, but they might not be your ideal clients. They might be problematic. They might be people that you're having to spend more time with. So people are going to notice it. It's not going to flow naturally. Don't you think the other thing that happens along with not getting the right clients is that you're also constantly having to learn new things because you're avoiding where your sweet spot actually is. So you're dancing around it, which forces you to then learn all these new things when instead, like my, my client, just do the networking. People are going to be attracted to that. You don't have to learn 50 new things. Just do that and be really, really good at it. And that is a marketing strategy. And this, this podcast is not about marketing, but some of it is what are you good at? 
what are you experienced in? What flows most naturally from you? Do that first. And when you conquer that and when you are working in that, then you can start branching out to doing something else. So she needs to be working in her Facebook group networking. Once that Facebook group is really running in a rhythm and all these things, it's like, okay, now it's time to start branching into Instagram and to reaching a broader, a broader, or maybe you need to start your email list or whatever. But so often we try to spread ourselves so thin and do all the things within all reality, we need to be working in the one thing that's working for us. And that really is your sweet spot. And you know what happens when you do what you just described, Lisa, is you actually have confidence and all these business owners that have imposter syndrome and they're second guessing themselves. I mean, I definitely have been there. I still do that myself. Guilty. Yes, right. That's right. But when you are working in your sweet spot and living there, you don't experience that as much. You you have confidence because I know how to do this. When I finally figured out in my business that I wanted to teach, I it was so much easier for me. There was not the constant daily struggle because I know how to teach. Not only have I done it for 20 years, I have multiple degrees in it. It's what I do. It comes from me. So we need to be using those skills and abilities in our business. And from that, when you say, when you're doing what you're loving, it fills your cup and it makes you want to do it more and it gets you jazzed about it and you're wanting to work more because you love it and it's giving you life. If you're working outside of that sweet spot, it is sucking the life out of you. 100% every day. And like even our spouses will be like, this is not fun because you're miserable to be around because you're not in your sweet spot. Right. You're just doing the grind. And what you just described is noticed by your clients as well. People are attracted to that because your eyes light up. I mean, there's times where people are like, oh my gosh, your whole demeanor just changed because your face lit up and your eyes lit up because you're so excited about what you were talking about and what you were doing. In addition to that, finding your sweet spot in your business might look like how much percentage-wise, how much of your business is filling your cup and making you motivated and lighting your fire But then there is always going to be stuff that we have to do that we hate doing. Do I love writing email sequences? No. I'd love to know who does. I would. (laughs) There are people out there. Please call us. There are people out there. And we would like to hire you. Thank you very much. But- when, there is stuff that you're going to have to do that is not going to light For your sure. fire. And and a lot of business owners are like, I I love doing this and I want to do this all the time. Like if you're a certain, like I'm a photographer, I'm a service-based person. I love taking photos. Do I love coming home and editing all those photos? Now I do, I don't mind editing, but there are certain parts of my aspect. You know, I hate the phrase that it's like, if you're, oh, what is the phrase? If you're, if you love what you're doing, you never have to work a day in your life or something yes. like that. Yeah. I'm like, that is baloney. That is baloney because there are so many pieces of your business that you have to do just because you're a freaking business owner. Right. But it's balancing that, right? Yes. And so many new business owners and even business owners with lots of experience, they're doing 90% of the work that they aren't good at, that they don't enjoy, that's not in their sweet spot, and only 10%. And you can't have a sustained, profitable business when you're living that way. That's why the businesses fail. Yep. You have to figure out how 90% of what you're doing is in that sweet spot and what you love doing. And then you can, you have the energy to do the 10% and keep going. And that's also where you start to hire people out and you start to outsource and things like that. That's again, another episode. Another strategy, yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this question. Do you think that your sweet spot is always the same? That if I start in my business on day one, it's going to be that way for the next 10 or 20 years? Okay, I'm going to say a little, something a little controversial here. Hell no. Amen. (laughs) Your sweet spot changes. 
and that's okay. And you have to realize, just like, am I the same person I was when I was 20 years old and it's and a teacher? God, I hope not. No, we change. We, our, our skills change. Our life circumstances change. There are so many things that change. Now, I've been in business 11 years. My business 11 years ago looks a thousand times different than it does right now. And what I loved to shoot and take pictures of and what was the bread and butter of my business and what filled my cup as a business owner 11 years ago is not what is doing that now. And so you have to make room for that and you have to realize, and there are going to be times where you're like, I'm in my sweet spot. And then it starts to feel icky. It starts to feel hard. It starts to feel difficult. And you need- The joy is gone. Yes. And you need to make a pivot or you need to figure out what what's the change be. And sometimes we, we're not, sometimes it happens so slowly or whatever, we don't even realize that we're not in. I've done, I don't know about you, but I've done those like spiritual gifts tests. Mm-hmm. I did one recently. I was blown away how different it was than the one that I took when I was in my 30s even. Sure. So 10 years ago, the difference between what I'm doing, like my gifts, even my spiritual gifts. So I I think our giftings can even change, which is hard to think about because you think God gives you these gifts, but he gives you... They grow and adapt in the way that you carry them out. And don't you think too, I think because you and I are parents of a little bit older kids, we're not in the toddler and the young kid stage at home anymore. The youngest uh, child between us is in seventh grade, so 12 years old. We're just in a different life stage. And what I have energy for is way different than when I had kids at home and I was immersed in diapers and car seats and and toys and all of that kind of stuff. My energy is different now. The things I am able to do now just because my kids are older and my time is a little bit different has changed dramatically. When I first started my business, my kids were very little at home. I think I had um, a one or two-year-old and then a four-year-old and then like a a five-year-old or a six-year-old. So it was like my kids were like two, four, six, essentially. My husband worked full-time and I stayed home with the kids, but I needed to have a job that I, he was there to watch the children when I was working. We didn't want to pay for sitters and all that stuff. So when did I need to shoot? I needed to shoot at night and on the weekends. And so I did a lot of families and all, all the sessions where I, we called it high five parenting. It was our season of high five parenting. He walked in the the door, he walked in the door, we high fived, I walked out the door and it was tough, but it also really worked. Yeah. Now my kids are in school all day. And so when I shoot at nights and the weekends, I miss them. I don't see them and I miss it. And so I've had to pivot my business. Sometimes it felt difficult because I was shooting different things. I was having to learn new things. But now I'm really coming into the season where it's like, oh, I love this. And it's it's filling my soul. And I didn't even... I, have you ever had those moments where you're like, I didn't even know that I was missing this? Absolutely. And so the question becomes, how do we know when our sweet spot changes? So we do need to be checking in with ourselves on a regular basis and asking ourselves, do I still love this? When I'm leaving the house at five o'clock at night, when everyone else is getting home and I'm just leaving to go shoot families and seniors and or I'm gone all weekend because I'm shooting weddings. Do I still love this? Is this still enough of a love to take me away from my family? Is it still fun and fresh when I show up for my clients on a coaching call or when I'm baking a cake or 
you know, whichever thing I'm doing, is it still fun and fresh? Can I bring the energy that I need? And then I think another great question to ask when you are, are questioning your sweet spot a little bit is, do I need to just take a break? Yes. Or a pause and enjoy some time away and do something different for a little bit? Or do I actually need to make a real change and pivot? And so often there are seasons in business. There are seasons of life. There are seasons in business. And maybe you're a bit like, for me, my busy season for years was the fall. And so, gosh, when it came to December, if I had the thought of picking up my camera and taking Christmas photos of my own family, I just wanted to be like, nope. I mean, I can't even, I barely have any pictures of Christmas because I'm yes. so over it. But that is that the, is that the time to make a decision? No. No, it's not. It's maybe I just need to take a break. I'm not ready to quit. I just need a break. But then also it's like, well, if I'm still feeling that at the beginning of my busy season, then perhaps it's like, oh, this is not for me anymore. So you need to be listening to those things of like, maybe the best time to make that decision is not when you are coming out of your busy season. Right. So really in the end though, your sweet spot that you have, whatever that is in your business that you're leveraging, maybe it's changed a little bit over time. The truth is that while your business does focus on you and who you are and what you have to offer, it's not really about you in the end in your business. It's about the clients. And this is such a mind blowing thing. And it's such a shift of mindset that your business is about who you serve and your client. And you got to keep that in mind. So how can you serve that client using the gifts that God has given you and operating in your sweet spot? And that is ultimately, it's like a Venn diagram of like, what are you good at? What are people willing to pay, pay you for? And where is your gifting? And if you can find that little sweet spot right in the middle of where all those things intersect, that's where you're going to be making money and where you're really going to be fulfilled in your in your job and your career. Because it's not just about making money. It's about having something that that feeds your soul too. And so often we get caught in caught up in the making money that we can trade our time for you're just trading your time for money. And that's not what we want to be doing. That's not why you're an entrepreneur. That's not why you started your business. I agree completely. And this is really a passion of mine of helping people find their sweet spots because I see so many people in life in the church, Christians, people have been Christians forever, whether they have a business or not, that are just doing the daily grind. And I am so sad for them because I don't think that that's what God has called us to do. I think he's purposefully given us these specific skills and abilities, the experiences, the talents, the time, the energy, the opportunities, and we need to use those. He wants us to be full of joy and we can be full of joy because we know the Lord, but we can also be full of joy because we love what we're doing. And so I just want to offer that I have a free guide that you can grab in the links, the show notes that is a salt. It's called the salt finder because we are called to be the salt of the earth and, and having that salt comes from being in your sweet spot. So that's a free guide for you to just learn more about that sweet spot and to have what Lisa and I are talking about that perfect spot in the middle of loving what you do and finding something that people will pay money for so that you can just have this business that is both profitable, but also just a deep love and a passion that you have. And like you said, I just came, the verse comes to mind. I can't tell you where it is, but I called, um, I called to give you life, not just life, but life abundantly. He wants us to have an abundant life. Absolutely. We are the Christian business breakdown. And at the end of our episodes, we really try to make it practical to break down what we've talked about so that you can apply this to your business, whether you've been in business for five minutes or you've been in business for 50 years. <laughs> 
truly, truly, because we said that your sweet spot can change. And so if you remember, our breakdown model is the ads model. If you missed our first episode, go back and listen to that. We break down the whole ads model and how it applies to your business and how you can use it. The breakdown model is really four questions that you ask yourself as you hear these strategies, as you come across new tips and tricks, how am I going to apply this in my business? And the ads model is analyze, discern, decide, and have a success marker. So we're going to break it down real quickly what we talked about today, having a sweet spot, how to evaluate if you're in the right sweet spot. So the first question is, does this help my business? Does this strategy that we talked about help my business? And I would say today, it's a yes for every single person. This is a great time of year to take a step back, even if you're 5, 10, 15 years into your business, and ask yourself, am I working from my sweet spot? Do I need to take a deeper look at what my sweet spot is? That's the A, the analyze. And again, real quickly, just to say that at the beginning of the new year is a great time to be looking at this. You're looking at your goals. You're looking at things you want to do. You need to be analyzing, are you in your sweet spot? Because that's where, if you're not, then you need to figure that out. And I think we think that this is going to take like days. And it's like, this can be an hour. This go for a walk, get out of your house. You know, it's cold here, but still that fresh air is so good for you. And ask God, can you reveal to me and show me what are you inviting me into in this new year with my sweet spot? What have I been ignoring? What have I been forcing my way through and help me to see that? And that should be, prayer should be in a really heavy piece of this. So for sure. The second one is discern. Is this the right move for me? right now. And maybe it's not the right move for you. Maybe you know the answer and you're like, nope, I am working in my sweet spot. I am feeling it. Or maybe you're even like, I know I'm not in my sweet spot. So I need to figure that out. So keep this strategy, even if it's not something that you're like, nope, I'm good. Your sweet spot, we already said, it's going to change. So this might be something you just keep in your back pocket that's like, you know what, six months from now, all of a sudden stuff starts to not work and things you're pushing the rock uphill every single day. And that is not how it should be. There are seasons of that, but if you start to become in multiple seasons of that, it's time to make an examination. So decide, is this, is this something I need to be spending time on right now? If it's not, put it in your back pocket. If it is, move on to the next step. That's the discern step. And the next one is, if you do decide that this is the right thing to be doing, you need to ask yourself, am I willing to go all in on this strategy? If I uncover that I'm not working in my sweet spot, am I really willing right now at this point in time to make a pivot? And and only you can answer that question. Not, that can be what's so hard about having a business is there's so many questions that only you as the CEO of your company can decide. And that's why I think this is... A, an essential part of our ads model is you have to decide, am I willing to do some inner work to look at what I've been ignoring and dig into it and set aside time with God to ask some friends and family for some feedback that can be a little scary. And are you willing at this point to make a shift if you aren't in your sweet spot? Only you can answer that question. So that's the decide, the second D in the ads model. So then if you, after you've decided now it needs, you need to figure out your success. And that's the S in the model. How will I measure the success of this decision? So you need to go through an inventory, figure out, the, dig into your sweet spot. Maybe you even need to write down what you're good at, write down what you are, what you want to get paid for, write down what your gifting is so that you can see where that middle sweet spot is. That might be a really great exercise for you to do. If you're doing the work, it's going to be easier. It's going to be lighter. It's going to be more fun. It's going to be enjoyable and your business is going to start to grow. And so if your business is really stagnant, this might be a great time. But you need to know how is it going to be successful and realize it's not going to happen overnight, but success might look like 
I'm enjoying my job again. So often we think of success as monetary and it is not. It can be that, you know what, I am being successful because I am happier. My home life is better because I am happier at work. I am able to work less because I am working in my sweet spot. Or maybe it's like, I got five new clients because I am speaking to my clients and they, they know what I want, I know what I want, and I'm able to tell them what I'm giving them. Success doesn't always look monetary, but you need to have some sort of marker in the sand of like, six months from now, I will look like this. I will be in my sweet spot. I will be working toward my sweet spot. I think ultimately the success marker for this is you're going to feel more in alignment with who God is inviting you to be. Yep. And when we are living there, you know, you know the people who are living there. They are filled with joy and peace peace of mind because they're right in the middle of where God asked them to be. And even when they're in the middle of a storm, they're like, I'm good because I know that I'm right where God has asked me to be. And that's such a wonderful place to be. That's where we all dream of being. We invite you to go to the show notes. There's a link there where you can download our ads model and how you can apply that to any strategy that you come across in your business. And it just becomes easier and easier the more that you use this. You you memorize what the words are and what the steps are. And then you can go through this process in a matter of minutes for almost any decision that you have to make in your business. We'd love to connect with you on Instagram. We have our own individual Instagram accounts and we have uh, the Christian Business Breakdown. We'd love to connect with you. So check out our show notes. We've got a lot of great things in there for you and don't miss the next episode. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for joining us for today's breakdown. If this episode has empowered you, please leave a review and share with a fellow CEO. Remember, you are the expert of your business. So break it down your way. 